It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to a message to go from Acts Church. We hope this message will light up your day. Today, what I'm going to talk to you about is God's power. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's power. Do you believe that you are living in God's power every day? Think about it. Answer that question honestly. Do you think that you are living in God's power every single day of your life? Okay, only 2%, right? The rest of us, not sure. Now, I want to share with you from God's Word what I believe He wants to encourage us with. Really, Christians, Christians, we have God's power in us, all right? And, and we just really need to really embrace that in our minds once and for all and not live like, you know, like I'm not sure whether God's with me because I think we have a very um, shallow understanding of God's power and whatever I'm going to share with you today, right, it's just scratching the surface. I'm not even the most qualified person to talk about God's power, but I will share with you my perspective and what I have experienced of God's power. Do you know that this year our theme is Heaven Rules? Right, and heaven rules just speak so much about God's power. God's power in your life, in my life, in the everyday, ordinary things of God. Amen. Amen. So let me go um, and, and ask you this other question. Now, when I say the word power, can you just close your eyes for now? Just close your eyes for a bit. When I say the word power, what image comes to your mind? Sorry? Lightning, good. What else? Dynamite. Oh, I'm going to get there. What else? Electricity. I love it. Are you flowing with this? What else? What else comes to your mind when I say power? Sorry? Drive. Strength. Strength. Yes, strength. What else? Funny you should talk about strength, right? Because when you think about Samson, there was a new baby born, is it? 
And, and it's, interestingly, I've been reading the book of Judges uh, in my quiet time now. Uh, and what image do you see when you see Samson? Strength? Like, like Incredible Hulk? Can I tell you that that's a wrong picture you have in your mind? Ooh. Okay, I don't know whether I'll go there, but if you are interested to know what Samson looks like, come and look, look for me after this, okay? Now, um, the, the word power has been used so many times uh, in the Word of God, all right? And especially in the New Testament, amen? Um, what is the image that comes to your mind when I talk about power in the, the book of the New Testament, in all the letters and all the books in New Testament? What comes to your mind when I say power? Resurrection power of Jesus. That's the first one, right? Anything else? What else? Holy Spirit. What else? Miracles. Yes? When we think about power, we think about miracles, healings, signs and wonders. Yes? Are you tracking with me? Okay, so power is used many times in the Word of God. And we want to learn the Greek word. Are you learning a bit of, are you okay learning a bit of Greek today? Do you know what's the Greek term, uh, the Greek word for power? Sorry? Dunamis. Wow, you're very learned, huh? So I'm talking to a learned crowd. Very good. Okay, so let's go to this word dunamis. What does it mean? Okay, what does it mean? Um, it's, it's a very familiar word to us and if you've been in church long enough, you probably have heard messages around it. You probably heard some teachings around it as well. So uh, the word dunamis uh, comes 117 times in the New Testament and if the slide can come up, it will show you that. Um, and it's a power that represents, wow, what does it represent, right? It, it's it's um, force, right? Energy. Power and strength, everything that you mentioned earlier, yes? When we think about dunamis, we think about all these things that's happening. Now, when Jesus called out the demons, when Jesus raised the dead, uh, and when Jesus transformed the lives, these are all dunamis power at work, yes? So powerful, right? Do you want that? Whoa. Some of you not really sure. But I have been on this journey where I, I want to see more of this happening, right? I, I, I'm, I'm like hungry. I'm desiring that God, you will begin to, to work in this powerful, dynamic way in our everyday lives, right? And it says, uh, Jesus says that everything that I do, you will do even greater things. Amen? So I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, God, what, what is this greater things that we should be doing, right? And we are not doing it. And is it because we are not seeing it? Sometimes, we are already doing it, but we are not seeing it. And so that's what we're trying to understand today, right? What is this dunamis power that God is talking about? And why does He want us to have this, right? So, dunamis power. Let's go um, to um, the source, okay? So, we want to we understand that first of all, where is the source of power? God, amen. Alright, let's go to... Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Um, by the way, how many of you were at Holmes last week? Holmes. Yeah. So Holmes is our small group uh, in, in church and, and we call them Holmes because we meet in Holmes most of the time. Uh, but do you remember what was the attribute of God that we were learning at Holmes? 
Omnipotent, 100 marks. What's the other two? Omniscience, one more. Omnipresent, wow, you all get 100 marks. I will tell your homes leader, you were listening. Oh, oh, was it the homes leader who was giving me the answer? Alright, so do you know what omnipotent means? All-powerful, all-powerful, right? Um, and so, so let's read from Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. It says, For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things and in Him all things consist. Amen? Um, I want you to look at the verse right now, the slide. Can you see I purposely highlighted some words for you? <laughs> because the emphasis is there. What is the word that, that I want to highlight to you, that you get it into your mind? What is it? All. All is 80%, is it? Is it 90%? Is it God, you can only touch everything else except my career? God, you can have power through everything except this sickness. All means all, right? So by Him, all things were created. Hey, that means you tell your neighbor, hey, you were created. Yes, did you believe that? Or did you think that you just happened to be an accident? Oh, no such thing as accident, right? All things were created with a purpose. There is no accident in God, right? And all things were created through Him and for Him. Can you just tell yourself, I am created for God. Wow. Wow. I think that's setting some people free. Now, you are created for God. Do you know that without God, there is no meaning in your life? There is no purpose without God. Because Scripture says all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things and in Him all things consist. Everything, every, 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 everything in your life is found in God. Amen? I don't know how this is making you feel, but I'm, I'm, I feel very secure. I feel at peace knowing that no matter what tribulation, no matter what challenges you're facing, you're seated right now, every one of you look very nice, right? You, you look very, you know, your Sunday best, you have a smile on your face, but only God knows the depths of your heart. Only God knows the troubles, the turmoil, the anger, the bitterness within you. Do you think God doesn't know that? He knows it. He knows it and He wants to minister to you. Amen. Amen. So that God is all-powerful. We, we cannot even comprehend how big God is. Right? And so, I mean, for me, with that knowledge of knowing how God, how big God is, every time I come into God's presence, I don't know how that makes you feel, but if you are coming before a God who knows all things, what should your posture be? I don't know. Honestly, think about it. If you come before the prime, okay, maybe the prime minister, not a good example. <laughs> if you come before someone who is great and all powerful, what is your posture? 
What kind of attitude would you come before God? Joy? Strength? What else? Reverence. 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 We sang the song early. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Did you come this morning into God's presence with that sense of awe and reverence? Amen. Do you know one of the great things that ex-youth camp did, and I would encourage all of you to do, is every time before they come for the Word of God, they will put aside their phones. <clears throat> Maybe I should implement that right now. Everyone, your phones can be put aside for the next 45 minutes. Because you will not die without your phone for the next 45 minutes. You, you, you won't be playing your phone, right, when you're talking to someone important, your boss, or someone like your parents. If you do, then I will say that's very rude of you. Please stop doing that. Where is that awe and respect and reverence for God when we come into His presence? And I'm speaking to all generations here, not just the young people. Where is that sense of, you know, when, when we are worshipping, I am worshipping with my all. God says, love God with all. All of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. Did you love God this morning that way? I know, it's a hard one, right? But it's God's command. And if we say we love God, then are we behaving as though we are loving God? Do you know sometimes we don't see God's power in our lives? It's because we have disconnected from the source of power. Amen? We've disconnected from God. And we say, oh yeah, just another service. Oh yeah, you know, doesn't matter if I miss the word time. You know, I go and chit-chat outside. Where is that sense when you come before God's presence, you know? Do you know that in Revelation it says when you come before God's presence, all of you will fall flat on your face. Fall flat because God's power is there. Wow. God is real. Brothers and sisters, if you don't know this God that I'm talking about, you're in for a root shock when Jesus comes back. He's not a weak God. Do you know sometimes we paint Jesus, right? Um... The, the, the meek and gentle lamb. But do you know that Jesus is painted as the powerful ram of God? He's not a lamb. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb. Very cute and furry, right? I'm sorry, if that is your picture of Jesus, then you will be very shocked when you meet Jesus, the Son of God. The one who can command winds to say, be quiet. Lightning, stop, and it stopped. Do you know our encounters with natural powers just really, I, I don't know whether you've encountered anything like that. And anyone been through earthquakes? When you've seen volcanoes erupt, have you seen it? Have you seen the tsunami up close? Any encounter with the nature will just give you a sense of God's power and how small we are and how big God is. 
Amen. God is the source of all power. And he, he doesn't cease to have that power in Him. There's nothing that can stop God's power. God is pure power in Himself. Amen? Do you get that? Amen. So, but the, the beautiful thing is, right, God is not just the source of all power. God wants to delegate power. This is my second point. Right, God wants to delegate power. Do you know in the Word of God, right, in the New Testament, there are four words that denote power. The first one that we are all familiar with is dunamis, right? The second one is this word called, okay, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, it's called exousia. So exotic, right? Exousia, it's used uh, over a hundred times in the New Testament as well. But it's talking about, this power is talking about a delegated authority. A delegated power, right? It says there, um, this power is the one that, let me see. Okay, there is that physical or that mental power, that, that ability or the strength with which one is endued. Do you know what is endued? Means something comes on you, there is a power that comes on you, and then you have that extraordinary strength. By the way, since we are talking about Samson, right? Do you know that Samson was just like a stick guy, like maybe like a Pastor Johnson? Pastor Johnson, you want to stand up and show everyone? Okay, he's our worship leader, right, just now? So you paid. Do you know why people were amazed with Samson? If Samson was someone who was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, displaying his strength, do you think they'll be impressed with him? Ah, he, yeah, he worked out what, right? Do you know that Samson's power, um, he, he, he tore open lions, right? A lion's mouth. And then after that, um, he killed Philistines with just a stick. People were amazed because where did he get his strength? He looked like such a thin guy. So all your images, right? Your, your Sunday school images of Samson like that, like that one, huh? uh, you can burn it away already. Because Samson was a guy, his power came from God. To work in him, an ordinary thin guy to, with extraordinary strength. Do you see now? That it was not because of his physical ability or his strength or that he worked out 365 times a day. It was because God's power came upon him, endured upon him. And you will see it all in the Old Testament, right? God's Spirit came upon different individuals. Yes? But good news. I have good news for you believers because in the New Testament... God didn't just say, okay, today you get a little bit of Holy Spirit. Tomorrow, Ellie will get some. Uh, okay, then next day, someone else will get a little bit of the Holy Spirit. No, God says, I have come to give you the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is within us right now. So why are we living as though we have no power? Something is a disconnect here, right? If we believe that Jesus Christ has gone up to heaven and has given us the Holy Spirit, God the Father has given us the Holy Spirit, 
Why are Christians living under the subjection of the world's power and not God's power? There is a bit of a disconnect there, right? And so we want to understand that God actually has given us power. He wants to give us power. This power to have influence, this power to stand under authority of Christ to step on the devil and say, you have no power over me. Amen? Let's read from Matthew 28. Where does this come from? This power of, this source of delegated authority. Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, Again, how, may, how much authority? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So God has all authority. He has delegated all authority to His Son, Jesus Christ. And guess what Jesus did with the authority? He kept it all for Himself. Right? <laughs> okay, no. Let's move on to Matthew. Let's, let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. It says, And when He had called His 12 disciples to Him, He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Amen? Amen. God just gave to the 12 apostles, right? Because the rest of us, we are not working anymore. Is it? If you believe that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, the same power that was given to the 12 disciples is now given unto you. Do you believe that? God wants, God is the source of all power, but God wants to give us that power as well. Amen. Now, the third point that we want to think about God's power is this. The power that we believe verse receive, it's a gift. Say, yay, I have a gift. It's your birthday today, everyone. You don't just get your, birth, your birthday gift on your birthday. You get your gift every day in Christ Jesus. Amen. Every day, it's a gift from God. Every day. And let's look at the first uh, gift that God has given us, right? This is the power of God's salvation. Amen. Hallelujah! Oh, you're not very happy. Are you happy? That God has given you your salvation. I don't know. Sometimes many of us take our salvation for granted. Do you know that the greatest miracle, in spite of all the kind of powers that you've seen, right? All the powers that Jesus has, all the miracles that Jesus has done, and that always denotes the supernatural, the power, raise the dead, right? Heal the sick, open up the eyes of the blind, heal the deaf. Those are the things sometimes we are looking for. You know when I was at the deaf camp, right? So one of the questions that came up uh, from one of our deaf uh, community sisters, she said, um... I see God's power at work in other people's life, but I don't seem to have it in my own life. Have you ever thought about that question? It's like, oh, I can see oh, Pastor Kenneth preaching, you know, and it was so powerful. And he lay hands and boom, everyone is down. And But you're like, oh, when I pray, right, um, I, don't, I don't hear the heavens open. Uh, I didn't see any angels. I don't see power of God. And, and sometimes we can go with this perception that, oh, I think God's power is not within me. Can I tell you that the greatest power that you have experienced 
is the power of your salvation. Amen. Do you know how hard it is for one to be saved? Do you know how hard it is? And, and it's years and years of sowing and praying and someone praying for each one of you. Do you know that you're not here by accident? Someone has prayed for you. Someone has wept tears for your soul, for your salvation. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit who was working at you since your birth. Do you know that before you were formed, God already knew you? How amazing God is. He's all-knowing. He saw you. And He says, yep, that brother, yep, that sister, I have a purpose for you. And He has brought you through your life in every season that you've gone through just so that you, today you can be seated here. Knowing with the assurance that God's power has worked in your life, your, your salvation. I was talking to someone during coffee break. So I was just asking her, hey, how's your week been? She's like, um, I don't know how to feel about it because one of my grandparents just passed away this morning. Oh, I know, straight away, right? But do you know that as believers, and if our family members are believers in the, the Lord Jesus Christ, do you know we, we it's, it's, a, it's a mixed feelings, right? Mixed feelings of like, yes, we are sad for the loss, but we are rejoicing because we believe the hope that we have is that this precious person is with the Lord Jesus Christ. If this is the hope that we have, are you all ready to go meet with Jesus today? Yes? I don't know, some of you are not sure. I, I know the young people, when I ask this question, right, all the young people will say, uh, not yet. Not yet. I haven't explored the world. I haven't got married yet. I don't have kids yet. I'm not ready to meet with Jesus. But we are saying if Jesus is the best and the bestest and the bestest of all things you can experience here on earth, we, we are like, oh, but I, I don't want that. I want what the world offers. Oh. So we are a bit wishy-washy lah with what we want. But I hope that you, you recognize that our life, 70, 80, 90 years of our lives is just but like that. It can go anytime. And so what you do with your day day by day, each day that God has given you is something that we have to account for. Amen? So God's, so, so if, if nothing else you've experienced in your life, like I've never seen the angels, you know, I've never seen any power. Can, can you just acknowledge that I am saved in God Jesus, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ and that is the power of God working in you already and it will continue to work in you. Amen? And it doesn't stop. Do you know God's power continues to salvage us? Salvation is a process, right? We are not fully complete yet. We are not perfect. None of us are perfect. But God is perfecting us. And therefore, God's power is continuously at work. It hasn't stopped. Then you're like, uh, okay. I don't see that evidence, but I, I see that I'm nicer now. I see that I have more discipline. I see that I am giving to God a little bit more. 
there's something amazing about God transforming your life and that is power. And don't dismiss God's power in that. Because it says in 2 Peter 1.3 that God, as His divine power, has given to us all things, wow, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Do you know that now, because of the salvation that God has given us, we have the power to live a godly life. Wow. Do you, do you believe that you can live, live a godly life? <laughs> then you're thinking like, oh man, there's still a lot of things that I need to work out. It's fine. But I want to tell you that you actually have the power to live a godly life. Do you know what we are saved from? If you think about your salvation, right? We talk about salvation. What are you saved from? What are you saved from? What are you saved from? Hantu? You are saved from sin. And therefore, when Jesus died on the cross and He was buried and He was raised up from the dead, He has broken the power of sin. Do you, do you believe? This is our salvation, guys. This is the very gospel that we believe in. Jesus has broken the power of sin. So now you can say, I have the power of Christ to not sin in my life. It is a lie for you to continue to believe that I am a human being and therefore I will need to continue to sin. No, I want to tell you that if you are a reborn Christian, you are a born-again believer in Christ Jesus, you now have the power in you to not live a sinful life. It's a lie to say, oh, it's okay lah. God, God is going to be okay with some sin, right? Of course, he, he can't expect me to live a perfect life. I'm only human. But do you know that that's just an excuse for you to not change? And to continue to just say, yep, you know, this is who I am. And God has no power to change that. Ooh. That's in, that's in fact what, what we we're saying, right? If we are saying that God cannot change me, is God all-powerful now? I want to declare to you, those of you who are in bondage of anything, whether there is a secret sin that nobody knows, it's a secret thought, it's a habit, I want to set you free and say, God is powerful enough to set you free from any bondage. Every wrong thinking, every lustful desire, God wants to set you free. Do you receive that? Do, do you believe that God can do that for you? It starts here, you know, it starts with you believing that God, you're all powerful and therefore all this, you can do it at the snap of a finger. Let, let's not mess with God's power. The devil is powerful. He's the prince of darkness in this world. But you know what God's word says? He who is in me is weaker, weaker, greater than he who is in this world. Do you believe God's word? See, the, the one in me, the Holy Spirit in me is greater than any powers of darkness. Amen. Receive that into your spirit. 
receive that and say, God's power is greater. It's not me. It is God. Yes? He has given us this gift. And so Christians, you guys, all of us, we should be the most secure in our identity. We should be the most confident, not in our ability, but in God, Christ Jesus. Don't fall under the lies of the enemy. No longer say, enough, enough. Right? Why, why do we allow the devil to mess with our heads? And we say, God's truth, God's word is all-powerful. Amen. Now, um, see, the, the beautiful thing, and, and um, we don't have time to read through the whole of Ephesians, but if you want to grasp a little bit about the, the bigness and the exceeding greatness of God's power, I, I highly, highly encourage you to read the letter to the Ephesians. Okay? Letter to Ephesians, just read it and you, you begin to see and you begin to pick out what God has in store for us. It's an inheritance. It's, an, it's what we get to have because we believe in Jesus Christ. So many of us, right, live like we are so poor Christians. Why do you think that you're such a poor Christian? Do you know that we have so much inheritance that God wants to give us? Wow. Let, let me read to you some scriptures, okay? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 21. I'm not lying. This is God's word to you. Reading from verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Amen. That is God's gift. Just even having the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? Amen? According to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand, in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Amen? Paul is trying to tell the Christians who are poor in their mindset, like, oh, woe is me. I have so much troubles. I have so much challenges. <sighs> God, why did you leave me? And God is, Paul is telling the church in Ephesus, hey, did you not know that God has given you all these things? The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, all this, God is like waiting to give to us. And we are like, no, I don't know where is God, don't know where is God. And God has already given this to us. Is whether we would want to receive it or not. Amen. Ephesians 2, chapter 4 to 7 says this, But God, are you okay when we read some scriptures? Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 7 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus 
so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Christians, we, we can no longer afford to live as though we are poor. We have so much in Christ. Amen. And of course, you know this verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that, is, work, that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Do you know that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now in you? Tell your neighbor you have resurrection power. We were once dead in our sins, right? And God has raised us up. Hallelujah. Can you see the evidence of God's power? Look around you. You see people alive? Or do you see dead people walking? Ooh, evidence of God's power. Are you alive and well? That's God's power at you. Do you know sometimes we are chasing after the big things, right? And we forget that God is actually working, working, working in us and through us. Do you know um, at the death camp, right? So we were, do you know it's a very, um, it's a very new experience for me to be with our deaf community, right? Because we are always with the hearing community all the time and we take things for granted, right? We take things like, oh, yeah, we're just talking. We can just say hello, you know, hi, hi, get, get people's attention and they will look to you. But do you know in a deaf world, that doesn't work, right? And so, so it was a privilege for Elder Pengho and I to be uh, ministering at the deaf community. Uh, and so uh, it was very awkward. I have to be honest. So we were there and, and um, so, you know, we started the day with uh, praise and worship, right? Do you know that I, I, I really believe, right, it, it's only within the deaf community that you know whether someone is worshipping or not. <laughs> you cannot run away because how they worship is they sign, right? They follow the worship leader, right? Over here, you can just fold your arms and like, mm, I, I can't really tell. Right? Of course, your body language tells a lot. But for them, if they are just like that, right, it means they are not worshipping God because they cannot sing. Right? So the only way to express is through their hands. So I would say, well, 100% all worshipping God. <laughs> praise the Lord. I wish all of us would 100% praise the God all the time. Amen? You don't need someone to tell you to worship God. Again, what is your posture when you come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You just put aside everything and you come before God. And it's like 100% focus on who God is. Right? And so, so we did the praise and worship and Elopengo shared a word. Uh, do you know that within them, there's a tree, there's, a, there's like a relay interpreter, uh, interpretation. So we are speaking and then there's a hearing interpreter who's signing that language. And then there is a deaf interpreter who's then picking up the signals and then sharing that to the congregation. Right, so, so that was really, really interesting because uh, the way they understand things, the way um, the concepts are very different uh, for the deaf community. In fact, actually, there's a deaf community like experience on the 20-something September. Please sign up for it, right? I, I think it's such a precious group of people that God has brought into our midst 
right? And so, you know, it's, it's really, for me, it felt like a mission trip uh, because it was like intercultural, right? Getting to know these people and they, you know, one of the things that I am so encouraged and so inspired by them, right, is for them, th- their questions always revolve around um, how do I reach out to more people? They are so mission-minded, you know? Do you know? And that's why uh, Kwan Chi shared earlier that they, they have a heart to plant, to reach, um, that there's about 400,000 uh, deaf community in Malaysia. And right now, there's only 1% that is churched. There's a bit of work to do there. But only they can reach themselves, right? Their community, because they understand. So anyway, um, and, and so we, we finished that. They had games. It was fun to be with them. Uh, and the night session, I was supposed to share on discipleship, right? So, you know, sometimes we, we, we associate the power and the presence of God with hype. Yes? Loud noise. Bang, 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 bang. Beautiful music. Lights and sound, right? And then we feel, wow, I can really feel God's presence. Because we are so sensual, right? We rely on our hearing. We, can you imagine watching a movie, no sound? You like or not? Uh, go, go pay 24 ringgit, go watch a movie and say, no sound, please. Silent movie. You probably be, be thinking that's the worst experience of your life, right? Because you can't feel the impact. You can't hear the sound. You can't hear, you know, all the impact that's happening. Anyways, so, for, so, so we associate sometimes God's presence and power with that loud thundering noise, right? With that big boom. And there we were. Um, after I shared the message, um, and, and then I, I was like, okay, I'm done. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to continue. Because we're so, over here, we're so used to, right? Thank God for our extreme band. Praise God. Because they help ease the awkwardness for all of us. True or not? Uh, they play soft music, and then you're like, oh, okay, not so awkward. But in that camp, no music. So it was just, okay, um, finish sharing already. Thank you. So I went off the stage. Uh, and Daphne, who is the main co- uh, one of the deaf um, hearing trans- uh, interpreters, she came up and she says, okay, tonight's the last night of camp. So she was signing all these things. She's like, uh, okay, we want to open the altar for prayer now, right? So please come up for prayer. Uh, and all of them came out for prayer, one by one. Uh, but do you know, right, this prayer, right, you pray with your eyes open when? You know, sometimes we are like, we want to pray, right? We are like, we close our eyes and like, hopefully something happened, right? This one, uh, don't close your eyes, please. Because you're praying and you're like, of course, they have to interpret what you're saying, right? And so you have to see their response. So it was my most alert prayer time. I was looking at uh, the different ones and, you know, just releasing God's word. Um, so, so, so it's, it's it like, it's, it's, you know, sometimes silence can be very deafening. But anyways, okay. So, so we prayed and we prayed. Um, and uh, one of the ladies, she was um, the other pre-believer that came. One of our deaf um, friends came, right? And throughout the whole day, you know, she's been sharing and um and, and she just stepped up and she says, uh, you know, I, I'm so tired of my life. I'm so tired of carrying all these burdens and she's got all her challenges. And she's like, I, I want to rest. So I took it as a sign and, and I, I, I asked her, are you ready to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Right? And, and she was like, yes. 
right? And then we went through the... Of course, right, in my mind, right, all the salvation prayer gone already. I, don't, I can't remember. I don't know why. I cannot remember. Every, every Sunday we pray, right? Can you please, like, just remember that prayer? Uh, but anyway, I was, I was struggling to, to remember the right words. But I was just praying, you know, yeah, Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So I was like, talking like nonsense like, to me, huh? But, but she, she signed it and, you know, and she followed it and, and she, she just received the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All glory unto God. And, and the moment she was done, her friend who invited her started sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and crying because this is a precious salvation unto the Lord. And then after that, there was another lady. Then this lady herself came up because she also has many challenges. And she's like, you know, I want to pray for all these things, right? So at least five items, okay? So she was like, this is five items, pray for me. I'm like, okay, I can't remember. It was like nine something, 10 o'clock already, right? We've been there the whole day. So I was like, okay, okay. So God, help me how to do this, right? Um, and, and so when, when I, I, you know, I, I started praying for her, right? Not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, the, the Lord brought to me the woman with the issue of blood. So I just started by saying, oh, I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of blood. Boom, she fell down. I haven't even touched her yet. I haven't even done anything yet, right? And she just fell by the power of God. Um, and and she, she was just on the floor being, I say, okay, God, I don't need to, no words that I use is going to minister to her as much as God's power upon her. Amen. And so I was just on the, on the floor with her and I was just praying. And you know what? I've been a believer for such a long time, right? And, and we believe in this church that uh, we pray in tongues, right? That night, God gave me a new tongue. And, and I was just praying in this language that I've never heard myself speak. Do you know that when you speak in tongues, you, you, you recognize, right, some of the words, right? But that very night, God just gave, just float, float, and float, and, and she, she was just being ministered. So, I mean, I, I, I came, came out from it, I was like, whoa, what, what just happened? What just happened? Um, and, and, you know, there was no loud fanfare, there were no trumpets, there was nothing huge to shout about in that sense. But do you know, when God's power is at work in people's life, you sense it. Do you know the woman with the issue of blood, right? When she touched Jesus, Jesus says, who touched me? And they're like, Sell, are you Jesus? Everyone is touching against you. Who, who, why are you saying who's touching me? And he said, I felt power leave my body. And that is the kind of power that God wants us to release. Do you know God reminded me, right? I know my time, time is running short. Uh, but do you know this whole, the word dunamis? Do you know dunamis? Do you know a dynamo? Do you know what a dynamo is? It's, some, it's an, a device, a machine that causes it to generate electricity. That's power, right? Energy that generates energy and so that it can flow out, right? We, you and me, we are like walking generators. We are like walking dynamos. Yes? See, another word for this word, dunamis, right, is called potential. We only know it as power, 
But there is also something called potential power. And so sometimes as Christians, we are walking around, right? This is us. Can you imagine? Got power, right? Uh, and then, but we are walking on a 2% battery. Yes? We are still alive. We are still doing the things. We are still going to work. We still have our families. But we are running on 2%. What do you do when, you do a, when your phone is 2%? Charge lah. How come you all know how to do it for your phones? But you don't know how to do it for yourself. And that's why we feel that there is no power. Hey, 2% left, you want to do any internet banking transaction? Ah? You're probably like, just conserve. Let me go and look for a source of power. Can I borrow a power bank, right? If, you, if you're living on a 2% and you have not experienced God's power, then I would suggest you to go and look for this. Right? And then you will look for a source of power. You'll try and plug it in. And you connect yourself to that source of power. Yes? And so many of us are weak because we are not charging ourselves. Have you experienced when you plug in and then you go away for half an hour, you come back and it's still 2%? Two, two, two what happened? What happened? Oh, you didn't switch on, lah. that's right. Very clever, right? You think you're plugged on already, but you forgot to switch on. You forgot to invite the Holy Spirit. The source of power is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so you connect yourself, right? You connect. And do you charge yourself like uh, once a week? No? Our technology not there yet, is it? You charge yourself. First thing in the morning, right? I wonder, where are we charging ourselves? Every day. No wonder we are tired. No wonder we are weak. No wonder we fall into sin. It's because we didn't charge ourselves with the power of God. And, and the power of God, right, it's, it's anything from worship to prayer to reading God's Word. Because once you are charged with this, then you can go about your day, right? And this is a revelation that God gave to me. At the end of the day, if you feel you're tired, you are weak, it's okay. Guess what? You have used up your energy. The question is, what are you using your energy for? Do you know there's a lot of power leakage in us? You know, technology has not devised something that it can keep power in itself fully. It's leaking one. So do you know that as humans, we leak also? Uh, not the other kind of leak, but leak. We leak God's power. And that's why we need to charge every day. And at the end of the day, I'd rather be tired and exhausted, but I know that I have been used by God. I think that's the best kind of usage, right? Do you know the whole day, uh, you can be on your phone, right? TikToking and I don't know, whatever that you're doing. At the end of the day, you want to ask yourself, has this been glorifying to God? Or has your life, your energy, all of us have 24 hours. All of us have a level of energy. But what are you using it for? Amen. And the last one, I want to close with this. God has given us all power and God has given us this power to make 
Him know. Do you know that the power given to you is not for yourself? Right? Do, do you think that your phone is, is uh, like talking to itself and doing things for itself? The phone is to be used. Correct? And the beneficiary is who? Who's the beneficiary of whatever you use on your phone? Most of the time we say it's us, right? I just use this for myself. But God is saying, would you use this for others? And this is in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Why did God give us power in the first place? So that we can be wealthy and happy and live our own lives on an island in Greece. Is that why God gave us power? Do you know, um, as we were worshipping, right, God just dropped this to this revelation to me. Do you know, we, we, do you understand that God is the source of all power now? Yes? Do you understand that God has delegated His power and His authority upon you and me? And that we no longer have to live like weak Christians, that we have the power of God. The thing is, right, many of us remain just potential power and not real power to be used by God. You can have the power, it's in you, Holy Spirit is in you, but unless you activate it, unless you exercise and use that power, you will remain potential power, correct? All of us have that potential. And we want to begin to use it more and more to be effective. To be so what? So that we can get blessed? No. So that the 99% that needs to hear the gospel can hear it. God says in, in the Lord's Prayer, for yours is the yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So power is in the middle. It's not everything, you know. What power, what is above power is purpose. Purpose. For yours is the kingdom. Do you know that God gave us power so that we can fulfill His kingdom? It's not power for yourself. Power to do what? Do you think Jesus raised all the day so He can become famous and earn millions on YouTube? No, God, Jesus was fulfilling God's purpose which was to save all men. That is the reason why we have power, is to fulfill God's purpose. For yours is the kingdom, the, the power and the glory, because finally it comes to praise unto God. Amen. Your power that you have activated within you is to fulfill God's purpose and ultimately to give Him praise. Amen. And I want to share this. Just in the morning, one of my homies came up to me and she just shared with me that she had a great holiday. Right? Great. Um, and, and she said that before she left for her trip, right, suddenly um, she, she is a first-gen believer in a family and just before she went on a trip, that night, she spent talking to her mom about God and her salvation journey. And, and everything that God has done and orchestrated in her life. And she said, for the first time, I had 
no fear. No fear of judgment, no fear of what my mom would think about me. Because this, this person is very, very committed to God and, and, and serving God all the time. Right? For the first time, there was no fear, but there was just boldness and God's peace working in her. That is God's power. God's power gives you that boldness to say, I don't, it doesn't matter what other people think, but God is just readying us to be the witnesses to those around us. And that is what God's power is for. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information on our church, please visit xchurch.org. We are also active on Facebook and Instagram. We're believing that this week is going to be a good week ahead for you. God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.